Gracious Father, we thank you that you are a present help in a time of trouble, that you are our rock, our redeemer. And Father, we come to you right now needing to hear a word from you. Speak, Lord, for your servants listen. Lord, I pray that it be all of you, none of me. Let your word come forth unto fertile soil so that we will see fruit being produced in our lives in obedience to you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Let all those agree say amen. Continue dealing with the title, if you will, No Ordinary Love, Part 2. And looking at one of the hymns or songs, you could say, in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, talking about love. And to talk about love, we first need to know what is love. And I heard before that someone might say love is that feeling you feel when you feel that feeling that you never felt before. Well, that, that might be love, but that might not be Christian love. We find out, looking at 1 Corinthians, that love alone counts, love alone completes, and love alone continues. And love is not just based on that feeling that you feel that you never felt before. But love is something that can endure all things hope all things, believe in all things. Love is not based on what you have done for me lately, but love is able to keep no record of wrongs. So in order for us to have no ordinary love, we need to understand what God's love really looks like. Because in this society, we use love so loosely. Things that we love might equate to things that we just might get along with. But we, when God uses the word love, his love is demonstrated by action. So we understand that love is not just a noun, but love is a verb. Uh, love should be showing action or something should be receiving action in order for us to understand love. It says that we should no longer just love, love people in words, but in action and in truth. And hearing that reminds me again that Jesus told said that, that God is spirit. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it kind of reminds me that God wants us to realize, don't just talk about it, but show me. Amen. Don't say you love me, but show me you love me. Because when you show me you love me, then you're talking to me. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? When you show me you love me, then I can say that should love me, but you just saying it and not showing it. You're talking loud, but you're saying nothing. But when you show me love, you show me patience, you show me kindness, that's love. We see in the letter to Corinth in the 13th chapter, Paul is breaking it down to them saying, if I could speak in all languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, he's saying that if I could have this great spiritual gift of speaking in different languages, but yet I did not show love, 
My words would mean nothing. They would not be able to be truly understood. That you can't make music when things are banging together. That doesn't make music. It's kind of hard to enjoy an orchestra or a symphony or a choir when you can't hear what they're saying. That's what Paul is breaking down, saying that when you're not making music, you're not having harmony, things are not done in love. It profits nothing. There's nothing to be gained. Love alone counts. A, a lot of people are trying to do a lot of things without love, trying to win things without love. And some people know who you are. Saying if they don't start none, won't be none. Is that love? If you hit me, I hit you back. Is that love? You talk about me, I'll talk about you. Is that love? You won't lend to me, I won't lend to you. Is that love? We go and buy things by other means, uh, going for some selfish reasons, but love alone counts. If I had the gift of prophecy, if I understood all the God's secrets, plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, it would be, I would be nothing. See, Love alone counts. It, it doesn't matter how much you give. It doesn't matter how much you give to the poor, how righteous you really think you are. But if you don't have love, was it going to work? You can look at many people's relationships and you can realize that love is not defined by that feeling that they feel that they never felt before. That does not define their love. Because you can see sometimes they might not be happy at the moment, but yet they show their love to one another. By simply saying, yes, dear. Could have said something else. Had something else on their mind. But they said, yes, dear. Oh, they might have just simply came up and said, I'm sorry. Wanted to say, I was right. You was wrong. But they would simply say, I'm sorry. Love alone wins. Love is not what? Boastful, arrogant, puffing up one another. Love alone counts. Too many times people want to count themselves. Didn't I say that before? Was not right the first time. But love endures all things. Let's look at this for a moment. Look at verse 7. It says, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and, and endures through every circumstances. I, I want to deal with this for a minute. I'm going to take my time here. Look first, first, first it says, love never gives up. Another translation says, love endures. In order for love to uh, uh, bear or endure means to that it can throw a cloak of silence over what is, disple what is displeasing in the other person. It means that love is able to love the unlovable. There's some moments in our lives that we have been unlovable. How is it that we have been unlovable? We, when we do things that when we don't show love to one another. Husbands and wives, there's something you might be able to practice with one another that you might want to ask your spouse, have I been unloving towards you? 
It might open you up for some criticism, but you might need to hear it so that you can correct where you've been unloving. Because we can have times of being unloving towards one another. When I disobey my mom, I'm being unloving to my mother. When I disobey somebody, I'm being unloving. So the way to show love is to show obedience. To show love is to listen first, uh, to be slow to speak and quick to listen. So to bear things, it means that I can see your imperfections. And then I can practice this 101 principle that John Maxwell talks about. He says you, maybe somebody is not good in every quality, but you can find that one thing and give it 100%. Find that one thing that you can congratulate, encourage them, and give it a 100%. Well, this person may not be good at administration, but they can get a job done. So you say, well, you surely enough did a good job. Keep on doing that good job. You let them know, I see this goodness in you, and I'm going to give this goodness a 100%. I'm not going to talk about how bad you are in this area, but I'm going to show my love to you by affirming you, by bearing some of your bad, your bad qualities, because I realize there's no one perfect. But I can bear it, because love can bear all things. And then it says love believes all things. And, and this means that to consider something to be true and therefore worthy of one's trust. To consider something be, to be true and to be worthy of one's trust. That means that when I look at you and I love you, then I trust you. You are worthy of my trust. That means that if I gave you my wallet, I'm not going to check it when I get it back. Hello. If I gave you the keys to my house, I'm not calling every 20 minutes to make sure everything's all right. Hello. If I gave you the keys to my car, I'm not telling you what time to bring it back. Hello. I didn't get too many amens on that one. Some of y'all love your car, but y'all love your friends. I see, I see, I see. But see, love believes all things means I believe that I can trust you. I expect the best. I do not expect the worst, but I have something to believe. I place my trust in you. Isn't it comforting to the ones you love when they say to you, I trust you? Ooh, how those words bring a tingling feeling to you when you hear that from the one you love. I trust you. Oh, that goes a long way. I trust that you're out at night, that you're not doing things that will make me upset. Hello. I trust when I leave you out of my sight that you are continually living as if I was right there by your side. Hello. When I walk outside this room, I believe my child is doing what I asked them to do. Hello. When I send my child off to college and we unpack the car and I tell them my final goodbyes, I trust them that they're going to follow by the rules that I gave them. Hello. Am I talking to somebody here right now? Because when you love somebody and you believe in them, you know what that does? That helps them to stretch. And to grow, because when you trust me, then it makes me feel able and have more affirmation to do the right thing. Because my mom trusted me to do the right thing, therefore Sam had a responsibility and had the empowerment to do the right thing. If my mother did not trust me, she would have only gave me so many limits and say, you can only go so far. And that's what happens in many of our relationships, that when we don't trust somebody, you said you can only go so far. And that relationship does not grow because you have put a limit of expectations on somebody. But when you trust them, you let them be themselves, that's love. Because does not God love you? 
in all of your problems, in all of your issues, you know you can write your own horror story. And it doesn't have to be no Jason, no Freddy Krueger in it. But it'll be a horror flick if you told your whole story. I know my whole story be X-rated because I have some stuff up in there. But I'm so glad that Jesus died for me, yeah? And I'm talking to somebody here, realizing that I am not perfect, but he loves me anyway. He trusts me to preach his word. Watch out. He trusts me enough to give me a house to call my own. Watch out. Everything that we have does not belong to us, but yet God says, I give this to you because I expect more from you. I, I see where you are, but I can see more things. Because why? It not only endures and believe, but it hopes. Having an expectancy of greater things. To look forward to something with implication of confidence about something to come to pass. That I believe the greater is going to come. Love can endure. Why? I can endure because I believe in you. And because I believe in you, I expect greater things to come. And since I expect greater things to come, I can be patient <laughs> until it gets here. Mm, 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 mm. Tell somebody that's love. That's what God shows us. That when we love someone, we can go through many trials and tribulations. There's some married couples here that know that you've been some, through some ups and through some downs. But you realize that how your love was not based on a feeling, but it was something else. Uh, something greater than just some emotion that brought you through. Uh, it was this kind of love that was able to endure. Because why? You said, you know what? Uh, I, I will overlook this fault because I believe in you. And because I believe in you, I expect some greater things to come. And since I'm expecting some greater things to come, I can go back a day that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, some of us that have renewed our, our marriages by renewing it, our relationship in God. There's some of us that's able to reconcile with our family and our friends because we renewed our relationship with God. Because when we renew our relationship with God, we see ourselves as God wants to see us. To see us to pushing and going further than we ever come. That we realize that who I am now is not who I want to be. But thank God I'm no longer who I am. Love pushes that. And so we see how love alone counts. Look how love completes. It says that in verse 10, but when the full understanding comes, these partial things will become useless. And look at the example. It says, when I was a child or when I was an infant or when I was immature, I did immature or childish things. But when I became a man, I put these childish things things, these immature things away. What are these immature things? Well, we see that love is not boastful and proud. That's some immature stuff, right? A child will say, a child by themselves say, my toy. Any toy you pick up is theirs. <laughs> it, it don't matter if they had a toy in their hand. They want the one you got. Because you have it in your possession, they want it. Because whatever you have, they want. That's immaturity. That when you see something somebody else has, you, be je you become jealous. The flesh rises up. You want it. That's arrogant. That's puff up. That's immaturity. Love does not provoke anger. Kids always instigate stuff. 
Did you hear what so-and-so said? Did you hear that? Immaturity. And we realize there's some immature people at our workplace. Instigating stuff. Provoking stuff. Don't have the whole story. Do you see that in the text? How we know in part. I prophesize what we speak in part. We don't know everything. But it's amazing how Paul is saying how when the complete comes, when the fullness comes, when Christ shows up, then we'll know everything. In other words, that I need to stop thinking I know everything and start leaning and having all my understanding in him who knows everything. Because when I fully trust God, he'll help me in my lacking. Because love completes. Love completes. Think about in a relationship, it should be completion, not competition. Competition, nothing gets done. Competition, everybody's always trying to prove their point because they're trying to win. You're competing. Who's first? Uh, I should come in first. But when love completes, you don't know what the beginning from the end. It's that ring, that marriage ring, that circle. You don't know where it starts, know where it ends, but you know it's what? Complete. When love is complete, it's easier to communicate. It's easier to endure. It makes a beautiful cycle in the relationship that when he loves her, she loves him. And it goes on and it goes on. But yet when he's not loving towards her, then what? <laughs> she may not be loving towards him. So the process is in love that when someone is unloving, you still need to keep that circle going. You need to keep on enduring all things, uh, believing all things, hoping all things. He said, I'm going to love you because I'm expecting something greater to come. I, I see you going through a rough spot right now. and You call me every name but a child of God. But Lord, help me with some mercy right now because I want to slap like you have no taste in your mouth. But Lord, I'm going to pray that you keep my hands to myself and I love them right now. I'm talking to somebody in this place right now, huh? Because you know how when you love somebody, how they can get you get so upset. You might do some things to that person. I can think about my siblings. I, 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 I took self-defense and my karate instructor told me, he said, Sam, if you ever get in a fight, so to me, fight men don't get in a fight at school, then he'll stop teaching me. So I didn't get into fights at school, but I fought with my brothers and sisters. <laughs> and, 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 and we didn't do just without weapons. <laughs> and we could grab something and throw it at you. We did. And we didn't know we didn't care if it's going to cut you. We wanted to cut you. We would chase you with rock, scissors, whatever we could get our hands on. I remember one time I got mad at my older sister. And that's when I found out how weak I was. But we was fighting. And she hit me up in my face. And blood started coming down my face. I said, wait a minute, I'm losing this battle. <laughs> I said, can't we all just get along? I, I, I started loving us. I'll be not. Whatever you say, sister, I'm doing whatever you want, Cece. <laughs> Don't beat me down. Don't beat me down. But we realize that when we love somebody, we, we, can, we get so emotionally caught up that we start fighting one another. But when we say, God, help me to show your love. Help me be patient. Help me be kind and merciful. Help me to endure. Let me not be 
puff up and proud, but let me be humble and submissive. Uh, let me love my husband. Let me love my wife. Let me realize that my child might be right and I might be wrong. Let me love my child. Uh, I said that, parents. Yes, your child might be right sometimes. I know it's not often. But there's some children now whose parents don't listen to them. Children come home telling parents what happened at school, and their parents go ahead and beat the child. Now listen to the full story. Because I've worked with some parents that, whose children, um, unfortunately, get a bad rap. Not everyone, but sometimes children get bad raps. And so, therefore, the parents have become so frustrated that they no longer listen to their child because their child, once in their life, did the right thing but got accused anyway. I heard a st story, and it's true. I worked this child got in trouble because the child brought home the report card, parent threw in the garbage. Child comes and gets in trouble by the counselor because they cannot prove their grades, find out that the child was telling the truth, said, I got on the honor, but my mom threw it away, said, you didn't do that because I know you. Child accused because nobody listened to him. To come to find out that mama threw it away. We need to make sure that love endures all things, holds all things. Yes, my child may not listen to me right now, but I have one day. I believe that this child going to get their mind right. I'm a proof, living example, that my mom my dad thought, one day, <laughs> this boy going to get it right. <laughs> so let me put up with him just a little bit long. Same of us here, that God looks at us and says, one day, my son, my daughter, they going to get it right. And when they do, oh, what a joyous day that's going to be. That's why God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that's why Paul writes about that when the fullness comes, when the completeness comes, the, the Greek word in there brings, uh, is, is it can be defined as when the end comes or when perfection comes or what has been has become complete. We one day will become fully known. That's why Paul goes on to say when we look in the mirror, we see a reflection uh, but yet all they looked in at that time was polished metal. Polished metal gave them a dim reflection. In that word when it says a dim reflection, it says like a, a riddle. So they're trying to understand what they see. Some of us don't understand ourselves. I'm not talking to somebody here. We think we know each other, but we learn something new about ourselves or we disappoint ourselves day after day. And yet it says here that one day that we will be known as we have been known. That means that one day, God will change us in the twinkling of an eye. That one day, the imperfections of us will become perfected. <laughs> this mortal body will become immortal. It's in the same letter Paul wrote those words. He's letting them know that there's a change that's going to come that's going to fully complete us. But right now, we need to keep on loving one another because the greatest of these things uh, is love because love alone continues. Uh, everything else may pass away. Uh, everything else may go away while money don't last always. Some people have won some people with money, but money does not win, but love wins. Uh, some people have some bribes and some, some promises that are empty that brought people into the fold and they're waiting for some promises to come. But love endures all things, hopes all things, believes all things, bears all things because love 
and never fails. I want us to grab that love in our lives to be evident how we treat one another. How I endure heartaches and pain. As we realize every day during the summer, we have to endure the heat. You have to endure the heat. So you make what? Preparations. You make sure you have bottled water with you if you need water all the time. So you have water with you so you can endure the heat. As you're sweating and become dehydrated, you put water to hydrate yourself. Many of you know that you might need to go to bed a little bit earlier because you know you need to make sure you're refreshed. If you're going to be working in that hot sun, you want to get your rest to make sure you get that rapid eye movement, get that good sleep. So you go to bed early to prepare yourself because you expect, you believe I'm going to make it tomorrow. Same situation as some of us drive home expecting, believing that the air conditioning is working when you get into your house. Same kind of love we need to have on one another. I can realize that, you know what, you might be hot towards me right now. You might be really angry with me toward now, but I believe that one day you're going to cool off. Until that time, I'm going to drink my water. Be filled with this Holy Spirit. Then now Jesus said, I'm going to come with the springs of some living water. The Holy Spirit. So I'm going to be filled with the Spirit and love you while you're hot right now. And find some shade under my God's everlasting arms. And, and as he covers me, I, I'm going to be covered right now to love you and cover you in your unlovable self right now. But I thank God because you, you remind me of me because there's some times I know, am I talking to somebody here, that I haven't been loving. There's some times I know that I haven't always uh, been patient. Uh, but it's said that Jesus uh, bare the cross. Uh, am I talking to somebody? Love bears all things. And say that Jesus bare the cross. He endured hardship and suffering so that you and I don't have to endure hardship and suffering. It said Jesus died on the cross and became our sin so that therefore we won't be condemned to go to hell. But yet he rose from the grave, defeated death, defeated sin, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Tell somebody that's love. Can love conquer death? Yes, it can. Can love overcome sin? Yes, it can. Can love win? Yes, it can. And that's why God is love. Not the other way around. Because God shows how love endures, bears, hopes, and believes in all things. In all things. In all circumstances. Through the mountaintops, through the valleys, through the darkness, through the light. Though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I shall fear and know evil because the Lord is my shepherd. And the shepherd loves his sheep and he lays his sheep by some still water. He takes them out to some green pasture. That's why at the end we say surely goodness and mercy So follow me all the days of my life. How long all the days of my life? How long 
all the days of how long all the days of my life does love end no cause all the days of my life he wraps me up with his love he covers me with his love he calls me his child with his love am I talking to somebody I'm trying to leave you alone but my soul just gets happy think about when somebody don't love me I know somebody that loves me even when I'm not doing right I know someone who loves me even when I'm about to lose my mind I know someone who loves me even when I've given up on myself I know someone who has not given up on me. And his name is Jesus. Do you know him? Do you know Emmanuel? Oh, come on, let us adore him. Bow down before him. Emmanuel, God is with us. Is he in your heart? Is he living in you right now? Let him convict you right now then. Who is it you've been unloving to? Who is it you have not been patient with? Who is it you have not been taken up and bearing with? Go ahead and confess to them. And let them know I'm sorry from not showing love to you. And now if they come to you I, and, and, and you hear them say that, I dare you to tell them I've been sorry by not loving you as I should because nobody has been perfect in their love because we know we're part we act in part but when the perfect comes in we'll be perfect so right now don't act like i got it all together because somebody came apologize to you you apologize back to them said i'm sorry for not being loving to you it goes both ways because as soon as you said that's right you have so unloved been unloving to them but when they come to you say i'm sorry you say you know what i'm sorry too tell somebody show love Tell somebody, show love. Say to yourself, I'm going to show love. Say to yourself, I'm going to show love. And the reason why? Because he first loved me. Can we sing, Jesus loves me? Jesus loves me this. Sing with your heart. discipleship if there's anyone here who do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior you can repeat after me say Lord I thank you for saving me I thank you for forgiving me 
Lord, I thank you for paying the price for me on the cross. Lord, I thank you for arising again and declaring all power in your hand, Lord. Lord, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for blessing me. And I thank you for taking care of me, Lord. If there's anyone out there who have been out of fellowship for a while and maybe just need to get back into fellowship, I want to say a special prayer for you as well. Lord, that person may not have always done what you have said, Lord. They, they may have turned their back, Lord, because they've been angry with someone in the church, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you for your unconditional love for that person, Lord. Lord, let us look beyond faults and see the true need, Heavenly Father, as you see in us. Lord, just touch that person's heart right now, Lord. Let them come and ask, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be forgiven, Lord? For you are a loving God, Lord, and you love us unconditionally, Lord. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, Lord. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray, amen. May we all stand.